everybody, welcome to episode 266 of the Running Rogue Podcast. This is your host, Chris McClung, and I'm excited to be coming to you today with today's topic, and I'm going to be talking about a term you probably hear often in your training macros and in workouts, and that's the word tempo. We're going to be talking about tempo runs, what those look like, how to structure those types of workouts, where they fit in your training, and of course, how to execute a tempo workout. So I'm excited to get to that, especially on the back of a tempo workout that I did this morning here in Austin. So I've got fresh experience with this, but I'm excited to talk about it because I think there's a lot of confusion out there about what tempo is. And oftentimes the word tempo is used in a bunch of different contexts. And so I'm going to define it and get more specific with it for you. So you know how to implement it in your own training. Okay, so we'll get to that in a second. I wanted to give you a couple of things to start. First of all, I wanted to thank Inside Tracker for sponsoring today's episode as they are currently an ongoing partner and I'll be talking more about my partnership with them, including the current deal I have with them mid-episode. So stay tuned for that and thanks to them for supporting me. Also, wanted to give you a quick little update on my 5K this past weekend. I talked about the fear that I had Going into it, the fear I had facing it, having not run a 5K in two and a half years, and I can tell you that it went it went well. The fears were unfounded. Certainly, they were there right up to that starting line before the gun went off, but once I got into the race, it went well, was very pleased with my execution, ended up hitting the goal that I had for the day, which was to break 18 minutes, and ended up first masters, first of the 40 plus category in the in the race out of about 1,500 total athletes. I was 11th overall as well. So really pleased with the result, especially busting some of that rust from not having done a 5K in a while and stepping into that fear and getting it done anyway. So thanks for all of you for virtually cheering me on in that and for helping me face down that fear. It was frankly good to talk about it in the episode and get it out. I can also tell you that one of the things I leaned heavily on in prepping for that race was just really digging into, and this is what I do really for all races, to allay some of those fears and anxieties going into a race, which is to really dig into execution, really dig into my race plan. I'm someone who likes to associate with the race and really just crowd out those tough emotions by focusing on what I can control, what I can do, and that's the race plan. And for a 5K, typically it's pretty straightforward, but this was no straightforward 5K. It was a tough course. You went uphill for the first mile and a half following the same course as the Austin Marathon. And then you did a U-turn and came back down for another mile and a half. So it had a nice downhill finish, but you had to be really smart about managing your effort early in the race. So I ended up breaking this one down into half mile increments in terms of how I was going to execute my plan from a pace perspective and even though I didn't necessarily look at my watch each half mile, I knew exactly what strategy I wanted to follow and what, how I wanted to feel at each stage in the race before I got to the turnaround and then came back down. So digging into that execution, controlling what I could control really helped me work through the fear going into that race and then execute in a way where I got my goal for the day, which was exciting and fulfilling. So anyway, thanks for humoring me and listening to my fears, but hopefully you could also relate to some of that as, as athletes that go chase that 5k distance as well. 
Okay, so that's what I've got to start. Let's jump into my main topic here. I want to talk about how to tempo, how to do tempo runs, where they fit, how to execute them, how you might structure those workouts, etc. We'll get into all of those details. But before we get there, I wanted to just talk a little bit about the purpose of tempo runs. And before I talk specifically about purpose, I wanted to talk about the magic of tempo work. Tempo effort is an effort level that's really in the sweet spot of building aerobic strength. And when we use the word strength and aerobic together, what we're really talking about in another word is endurance. Aerobic strength is your ability to sustain hard paces for longer periods of time and to be efficient at those paces. And in the marathon and half marathon game, even the 10K game, the 5K game, it's really important to be able to have that endurance, that strength, that ability to use your speed over longer and longer distances. And so when we're working tempo, we are working aerobic strength and really tempo work is at the sweet spot of aerobic strength strength development. If there was one workout, if if somebody came to me and said, hey, Chris, there's only one workout you can do for the rest of your life, you must choose one and one only, then tempo workouts would probably be right there in terms of options I would choose from, if not the top. And I think you could go a long way in training if you simply did tempo workouts on one day, strides on another day, and then did easy running for miles the rest of the days. If you just did that, that formula would probably get you really far in training. So this is an important type of workout and an important purpose that we're trying to achieve with these tempo workouts. The other thing I want to remind you when talking about tempo as it relates to the purpose is that we're really trying to, when working tempo, help your body improve its ability to process, use, and or discard lactate, which is one of the waste products that develops when you're running hard. And I would highly encourage you to go back and listen to episode 201 titled Training by Effort, where I talk about the eight different effort zones and how to get the most out of each zone. And tempo is one of the effort zones that I'm talking about. And so just as a reminder, I wanted to frame up where tempo fits in the spectrum. Tempo is obviously closer to the faster end of the spectrum, but it sits right between aerobic threshold and lactate threshold, also called anaerobic threshold. So tempo is right in the middle of those two things. And I'll remind you what happens when we hit aerobic threshold is that's the point at which the body starts to generate lactate when doing work. So that's, again, this waste product that can be used by your body But if you get too much of it, then it starts to get hard. And so aerobic threshold is that point at which lactate starts to develop in the bloodstream because of the work you're doing. And lactate threshold is that point at which you cross over the line and your body can no longer use or discard lactate without it becoming a problem. So once you pass lactate threshold, then you've gone past the point of no return. Essentially, you've gone anaerobic to use another word, and that's the point at which things will start to deteriorate quickly because you're building up more waste product than you can use or discard. And so tempo sits right in the middle between lactate threshold and aerobic threshold, and depending on your paces, 
they might actually start to converge on each other, particularly sometimes lactate threshold and tempo converge on each other. But tempo is essentially that spot roughly in the middle of those two things where you're working on your body's efficiency in taking that lactate waste product and using it and discarding and or discarding it so that you can be going for longer and longer periods of time. So you're becoming more efficient at taking and using or discarding that waste product so that lactate threshold doesn't hit you sooner. So that's essentially what we're trying to accomplish. And so this is the sweet spot of building aerobic strength. This is where you can really work on becoming efficient and maintaining hard paces for longer and longer periods of time, which obviously is important if you're trying to run the half marathon or the marathon or again, any distance really beyond about a mile. So tempo is critical because it sits in that sweet spot between aerobic threshold and lactate threshold. That's where it sits. That's why it's so important. That's why it's a feature in almost every single training program. Although I'll argue in a minute that sometimes it's overused, but we'll talk about that in a second. But that's that's what tempo is, and that's why it's so important. And that's why you should see tempo work in almost any training program that is associated with distance, whether you're building to 5K or up to the marathon. I mean, any type of distance training beyond about a, a mile or a mile and beyond really should include tempo work because it's that ability to take the speed that you have and sustain it for longer and longer periods of time. Again, we're building aerobic strength with tempo. We're building that ability to endure with tempo, which is critical when racing all distances a mile and longer. So now let's talk about the types of tempo workouts. And as we talk about the types of tempo workouts, I want to remind you that sometimes the word tempo, I think, is overused or it's used in the context of workouts that aren't really tempo workouts. So, for example, I've heard some people call aerobic threshold workouts tempo workouts. And that's not really an accurate characterization of what an aerobic threshold workout is. You can call that an AT workout in our vernacular, which is really specific to our training program. We call aerobic threshold workouts steady runs. But that's a different and distinct workout from what we're going to talk about when we're talking about tempo workouts. And so I've got four different types of tempo workouts that I want to lay out for you. And you may think back to some of your training and have experienced these workouts in one form or another. But let me give you the breakdown and I'll give you some examples of each. So four different types of tempo workouts that you may see inside of a macro. Then we'll talk about where they fit and then we'll talk about how to execute. So that'll be our outline for this discussion, but types of tempo workouts. The first one is really straightforward. It's what we often hear called the true tempo workout, the true tempo workout, which is your bread and butter tempo workout. This is oftentimes what people are talking about when they use the word tempo. And this is typically three to four miles, sometimes a little bit longer, but typically three to four miles or 20 to 30 minutes at tempo. Tempo, again, is an effort. It's not a pace. It does typically sit around half marathon pace or half marathon effort. So that is what you can think about when we're thinking about these workouts. And I'll talk later more about how to execute these. But 
a true tempo workout is typically a three to four mile or 20 to 30 minute continuous run at tempo effort where you would warm up for a period of time, perhaps one and a half miles, perhaps two miles. Then you would roll straight into that three to four miles continuous tempo work and then cool down from there. So a really straightforward, just continuous tempo workout that is your bread and butter tempo workout, something that we call in our vernacular, true tempo. And again, we'll talk later about where that fits, but that's the most common variety of a tempo workout that you'll hear. And your goal with that workout is to dial into that rhythm, that effort, and then try to sustain it evenly throughout the entire workout. So that's a true tempo workout. That's option number one. Example or option number two would be a broken tempo workout. So this is where you actually take the tempo work and you break it up for whatever reason. This could be broken up because you might be early in your training cycles and not ready to tackle a full true tempo work. Or perhaps it sits around another big workout where you need to break it up a little bit so that you get that work, but not in the same in the same fashion that would tax your body because you've got other work around it. And so a broken tempo workout is when you take that tempo work and you break it up with recoveries in between. So this could look like anything from thousand meter 1K repeats at tempo broken up by perhaps one to two minutes rest, or it could be up to 2K, maybe even two mile, one or two mile repeats at tempo that are broken up by one to two minutes rest. So that's a broken tempo where you're doing the exact same effort from rep to rep, trying to hit again that approximately half marathon effort, but you're breaking it up with a little bit of rest so that it's not quite as difficult or perhaps as taxing on the body while you're doing it. The Now, one of the keys with the broken tempo when incorporated into your training schedule is that you keep that rest pretty small, pretty tight because you're wanting to make sure you stay in that aerobic endurance, that aerobic strength mode. And if you extend the rest too long, then you'll get fully recovered and you won't have the same impact. So you want to try to keep that heart rate up by shortening the rest. So typically you're going to see only one max two minutes rest between these intervals and that rest interval will be shorter if you're doing shorter broken tempo intervals and it might be a little bit longer if you're doing longer broken broken tempo intervals but again this looks like a true tempo but just simply broken up with a little bit of rest for one reason or another so that's the second kind of tempo workout third kind of tempo workout is what i call a mixed workout where you're working in tempo and so this is where you're working in typically some speed alternating with tempo work so that you can typically in this situation generate some fatigue associated with another type of repeat at a faster pace, which then requires you to have to work a little bit harder and be more focused when you go into that tempo work, which really helps simulate running longer distances on tired legs. And so typically you'll have some sort of faster interval that'll be used to generate some fatigue so that when you go into the tempo, you, you, you have to work at it a little bit more. It simulates that need or ability to maintain that hard effort and be able to manage it and control it and be relaxed at it on tired legs. And so this is going to take different forms. 
There's a few different examples I'll give you here that we use in our training world. One we stole from Ron Wurst at the University of Michigan. So we do Michigan workouts, and this can also take different forms, but typically where you alternate some sort of faster interval on the track with a road interval at tempo effort. Typically a longer road, road, road interval at tempo effort. And so that might look like alternating between a mile on the road with 800 up to perhaps 1200 meters on the track at 5k to 10k pace where your recovery is simply a short jog between the track and the road back and forth between the types of intervals and so you would do one mile on the road at tempo roll to the track hit a faster interval perhaps an eight or 1k at 5k to 10k pace run back to the road have to get back into tempo and you repeat that oftentimes for three to perhaps five different reps so that's a michigan workout stolen from the great Ron Warhurst, who coached at the University of Michigan. That is a staple within their programming. Another workout that I like to use is a hills plus tempo workout, where you're combining hill reps with tempo work. And so what it looks like in our world is you might do two or three hill reps on a 200 meter to 300 meter hill, hard up, easy down, hard up, easy down, take a little bit rest, typically short only about a minute, and then you do an 800 meter at tempo at the bottom of the hill, typically on flat ground, and then you go back into the hills. So you're alternating hills at faster efforts to generate that fatigue so that you have to hold it on the tempo repeats. Another workout I like to use is a combo of shorter reps and tempo work. And so I have a workout I call the cluster workout where I'll have athletes do 400 meter reps on the track, perhaps four to six of those at about 5K to 10K pace with relatively short rests in between, then jog to a road loop an interval and do one to two miles on the road at tempo and then come back to the track and finish with some fast 400s so that you get that combination of having to work in the tempo to maintain after you've generated some fatigue on the track, but also then go back to running fast so that you can prove to yourself that you can run fast on tired legs after doing tempo. So that's another example of track plus tempo that I call the cluster workout. And then lastly, if I'm giving examples here of these mixed workouts is a a pure in and out workout where you're alternating some faster pace with tempo pace in an alternating continuous fashion And so that might, for example, look like a workout that I would give to a half marathon athlete would be 600, 1,000 alternating on the track between 5K pace for the 600 rolling right into half marathon pace or tempo effort for the 1,000 doing that for two miles. So two continuous reps, take rest and recovery and then repeat that for one to two more times. And so that's just a pure in and out workout where again, you're starting to combine faster paces with tempo to make sure that you can learn to recover in a sense at tempo. And that's when you really start to get control over maintaining that effort. So those are are four different types of mixed workouts where you're using tempo combined with faster or shorter intervals in order to really work on maintaining that aerobic endurance once you start generating fatigue. 
So that's the third kind of tempo workout. The fourth kind is what I'm going to call a long tempo. So this will be like a true tempo, but really in my mind only applies in really narrow cases and situations. And this is where you might do six to 10 miles at tempo, or maybe even do a progression where you're working to tempo over long, longer periods of time for longer workouts, like a, a six to eight mile workout. And so that has a category of its own. Typically, it's really only going to be applicable for those marathoners and and is going to be a pretty rare workout to execute even for that group. And so that's another workout you might hear about. Now, oftentimes when people are talking about long tempos, they're talking about long aerobic threshold or long steady workouts. And so you want to make sure you're really digging underneath that when you hear somebody talk about doing six to 10 miles at tempo, because they may be talking about a different effort level altogether. But there is a place for it, a rare place for it in the context of a true tempo effort for that six to eight mile window where you might be doing a long tempo in prep for a marathon. And again, sometimes you may do that as a progression where you're starting a little bit slower than that and working to it, maybe even finishing a little faster in the end. So those are your four different types of tempo workouts, true tempo, broken tempo, mixed workout with tempo, and then a long tempo. And there may be others out there. We'd love to hear about it. If you've got other examples, you can always send me an email, chris at roguerunning.com. So before we talk about where they fit and how you incorporate that into your work, I want to first talk about my partnership with Inside Tracker. They've been working with me since the start of the year. Couldn't have been better timing for me because of some blood work that I did last year independently that showed that I had some real issues that I need to work on. And so it's been good to use Inside Tracker to help me follow up and make sure I'm on track with that. But again, Inside Tracker is a company that was founded in 2009 by leading scientists, aging genetic and biometric experts. They use your blood work, your DNA output, and your fitness tracking data to give you recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes in order to aid your performance. I've been tested by them to see how I'm doing relative to some of those deficiencies that I had last year. That's been really helpful for me and encouraging because I've been able to address some of those things. It's also shown me some other areas I need to work on. And then one of the things I haven't talked about yet that I think is really great is this DNA component where you can actually upload you can either get a DNA test from Inside Tracker itself or you can upload the output from another DNA test provider. In my case, I had a DNA test from 23andMe that I was able to upload and then they add that into the mix when they're giving you recommendations based on what your genetics are telling you about what might get in the way of your performance. And so it's really insightful, gives you a layer of insight that you won't get from other providers of that DNA analysis. And so so that's another reason to use Inside Tracker. If you want to get 20% off using my offer code, you can simply go to insidetracker.com forward slash running rogue. Rogue spelled R-O-G-U-E. So again, that's 20% off at insidetracker.com forward slash running rogue. Go check it out. Highly recommend. Okay, let's jump back into my discussion on tempo. Okay, we've talked about purpose. We've talked about the types of workouts you might do, 
that you may recognize from some of your training schedules, but let's now talk about where these workout fit, where these workouts fit. And one of the things I want to mention before we talk about where they fit and my recommendation for it is that I actually think in many programs, tempo is overdone. You're going to see some programming where you're going to have people doing tempo runs every single week. I think that's too much because tempo workouts are intense workouts. And while yes, tempo is a great workout that gives you a lot of benefit, you have to be careful with how you use it. And so in the con- in many programs, you're going to see people doing a true speed or interval workout on one day during the week, a tempo run on another day, a long run sometimes with a workout on another day, and then other mileage around that. I think that is a recipe for overdoing it. What I typically like to see is a one speed workout a week that might be a tempo workout. And I'll talk about where and when you might use those tempo workouts in the training macro. Another medium long run where instead of doing faster work or tempo work, you're just working on aerobic capacity by doing easy running. I mentioned that and talked about it in a whole episode a few episodes ago, the magic of the medium long run. And so instead of doing a tempo workout every week, I like the speed workout, quality workout that might include tempo coupled with the medium long run. And then of course, a long run as the more optimal way of building fitness and staying healthy while doing it, which is the key element here. Because I think the recipe, a recipe for getting injured is if you do speed, tempo, long run, three times a week, you're pushing it. That's a recipe for getting injured. That's also a recipe for plateauing because you're always fine tuning the engine instead of building the size of the engine, which is what really happens in those medium long runs. So don't overdo the tempo, but do include it. And so I want to talk about where it fits. For me, it fits in three different ways, depending on the cycle in your training programs. One way is in the priming phase as a way to prep your body for the work to come. I like doing short, simple, easy interval type workouts with plenty of rest in the priming phase. That could look like 200 on and off. That could look like one minute ons, alternating with two minute off. That could look like just strides perhaps, but also certain types of tempo workouts. And in particular, I like to use the broken tempo in the priming phase because you're giving the body the ability to work in that range and prep for the longer tempo with work that might come, but you're doing it in bite-sized chunks so that you don't overdo it. And so a broken tempo particularly fits in the priming phase, and that's something I might do every third week or so in the, in the priming phase. And I'm going to give you rules of thumb on this. And I want to make sure that the athletes I coach don't hold me to it too rigorously because these are again, just rules of thumb and rules of thumb that I'm applying to a listening audience that might be applying it in their own world versus applying it specifically in the context of the groups that I coach. So maybe every third week, in the priming phase, which is typically short anyway. And so you might only get one of these types of workouts in the context of priming, but it's a perfect way to give you just a little bit of that tempo work, that a little bit of 
aerobic endurance and strength work without overdoing it. Use a broken, broken tempo in the priming phase. In the strength phase, which is, again, aerobic strength phase, that's the next phase in training where you're focused on building aerobic strength, your ability to sustain longer, longer efforts while staying in control. To me, these workouts in one form or another, whether it be true tempo, broken tempo, long tempo, mixed workout with tempo, that fits probably every other week. So you won't necessarily do them every week during the strength phase, but every other week at a minimum. Oftentimes I like to alternate that with some pure hill workouts during the strength phase or another strength-oriented workout that might work something besides tempo. So strength phase, they fit at least every other week, sometimes more. And then the third place that they fit would be during the race-specific phase in one of two ways. Either in a situation where you're training for a half marathon and tempo and half marathon pace are equivalent or really close to each other, then you might use some tempo work in the race-specific phase in order to really dial into race pace in a sense because those paces and efforts converge. Another way you might use it in the race-specific phase would be to work on recovering at tempo effort, which again, if you're doing a half marathon, might be actually race pace. But even in the context of marathon training, I sometimes like to use this strategy where you're alternating through an in and out workout tempo or half marathon pace with some faster pace in order to learn that you can again kind of recover and utilize that strength and relaxation in the tempo zone and still be able to sustain and then get back on the speed when it comes and so that's another way you might use it as a way to alternate with tempo work and faster work to learn to recover at that effort which builds confidence for race day and obviously it also builds aerobic strength for race day and in the case of a half marathon that builds the ability to also sustain race pace so that's an, a way you might use it in race specific training it's going to be a little bit depending on the the race you're gearing up for that that might only be a workout you do a type of work you do once or twice for a marathon or a 10k or 5k but for a half marathon that might be something you incorporate every other week again through into the race specific phase because it so approximates race pace so those are the three primary places that i see it fitting every third week or so in the priming phase particularly in the broken tempo format every other week in the strength phase and then every other week in a race specific half marathon training cycle or perhaps once every third week or once or twice during training for another distance in that race specific phase. Those are the three primary places I see it fit. I should also mention there's, there's really a fourth wet place, which is typically also in race week. I like to use a little bit of half marathon fartlek work in some race week workouts in order to just prime the body for race day during race week. So that last workout could be, for example, four to five times two minutes on at tempo effort alternating with three minutes easy really you could do that for any race distance because it's just a nice way to do a little bit of work without overdoing it during race week 
that's not really a true tempo workout necessarily, but that is a situation where you might use tempo effort in order to just prime the body for race week and executing on race day. So that's another way you might use it. But those are the situations that I would typically incorporate tempo work. And it's, but again, not every week, like some training cycles, but it does have its place and it is a staple within all of the programs that I write in one form or another. Let's talk about, okay, so let's talk now about how to execute tempo, how to execute tempo, because while it is a bread and butter workout that is often included in a lot of training cycles, man, we mess it up a lot. It's hard to get right. It is hard to get right because there's a desire for many of us to always press the edge. We feel like if we're not suffering at the very limit, then we're not actually getting anything done. And so there's this temptation with tempo work to press too hard, to go over the edge. And then you start to get into different work at that point. You're not working that sweet spot because that sweet spot of tempo is all about finding that hard rhythm and then staying smooth and relaxed and trying to make it as efficient as possible at that similar effort or pace. So you're not wanting to press the edge in a tempo workout. You're wanting to actually, in some ways, hold back and sustain and relax and be efficient because that's where the magic is in executing a tempo workout. And so it's hard to get right. And so I just want to talk a little bit about what it means. So from an effort standpoint, what is tempo? From an effort standpoint, what is tempo? It's going to be in the sweet spot typically of zone four, if you know your heart rate zones. It's going to be also an effort that you could sustain for about a half marathon if you think about what that should feel like. It should also be an effort where you can speak a little bit, maybe get out short bursts, maybe a sentence here or there, but where you can't necessarily have a full-on conversation. And so you can get out a word, a phrase. You can actually speak some, but not in a way that's super comfortable or that allows you to have a full conversation. It's also an effort that you want to see as something you could sustain for longer periods of time. So something, you know, typically we're doing shorter intervals for tempo. And in the case of the true tempo, it might be three to four miles. And so you should get to the end of that three to four miles feeling like you could go longer, feeling like you could keep going at that effort. And if you do that, if you get to that point at the end of the workout where you're like, man, that was hard, but I could have done more, then you've probably captured the right effort. If you get to the end and you think, man, that was it, that was it, I left everything out there, then you're going too fast. And so it's something that is difficult to gauge because it's an effort, not a pace. It's going to be about half marathon pace, but it could be plus or minus that from an effort standpoint, depending on the day. So I give you those words to try to help you hone in on it. The other, the other thing to remember when you're trying to execute a tempo workout is that it doesn't have to be perfect. And in fact, what you're wanting to do over time is just learn it. So if you screw it up, if you go too fast, that's fine. Note it for next time. Take your lessons and incorporate that in the next time you do the work. Another thing to remember with this is that 
The pace that you run for tempo effort could vary from day to day for valid reasons while you still get the same benefit from the work. I'll give you an example. I did a workout that was 6K at tempo today, and I did this same workout about three weeks ago. 6K at tempo, continuous true tempo with 6K distance. Three weeks ago, I ran faster by pace than I did today. Not much, maybe three to five seconds per mile on average. Three weeks ago versus today. My effort was similar, was the same. And that's what matters. The fact that the pace wasn't faster is okay because there were a couple of reasons for it. One is I did that 5K on Sunday, so I had a little bit of tightness in my legs. But two, also it was really cold this morning. It was below 30 degrees Fahrenheit here, upper 20s. And it took my body a little bit of time to get in rhythm and to warm up, which slowed the pace down a little bit. And yet the effort was the same, was consistent. So even though I ran two different paces, three weeks apart, on two different days, the benefit I received from that workout was the same because the effort was right in both situations. And so when you're looking at these tempo runs and trying to compare them, don't worry so much about the pace. Just make sure and think about, was I running the right effort? And that's going to vary significantly in terms of pace, depending on the conditions or depending on how you might feel on a given day. A tempo run in the warm summer months, especially in a humid place like Austin, Texas, it's going to be much slower than a tempo run on a day like today where it was sub 30 or in a day where it's 40 or 50 degrees, an ideal temperature. Those paces are going to vary, but as long as the effort's the same, the benefit from that work is the same. And you have to let go of your ego. You have to let go of this need to race yourself, so to speak, from workout to the next and just focus on what's my purpose? Did I achieve that purpose by running the right effort? If so, the box is checked and you move move on. So remember that point. That is a critical, critical point because it's really hard when we start comparing ourselves to think that, well, that wasn't as good. Today wasn't as good as three weeks ago or I'm not as fit as three weeks ago because I was slower on my tempo run. No. That isn't true. The truth is, I ran the same effort, got the same essential result. That's what matters. Check the box and move on. The pace was different for measurable reasons. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about in how you execute a tempo workout or run is what you're thinking about and how you're managing it within the work itself. It's really important not to be obsessed with your watch on these days. These are days where I want you to start your watch, stop your watch, maybe look at it once or twice just to see where you are, but not more than that. This is not a workout or day where you should be obsessed with your watch. Instead, you should be thinking about how do I feel and how can I make it feel even easier at a consistent rhythm? That's what matters. And that is easier said than done. This goes back to my episode a couple of episodes ago about not being overly obsessed with your technology. This is where I want you to start that watch, maybe lap it when you come through whatever intervals, but don't look at it and just focus on how it feels. Dial into how it feels. Think about, is this that comfortably hard effort? 
that I need to be at in order to be hitting the right zone. And then in the context of that, once you find it, then I want you to think about how do I stay relaxed? How do I get even more relaxed? How do I control my breathing? And so in these workouts, I like to do things like close my eyes and get into a little bit of meditative motion. If I'm on a longer straightaway where I know there won't be any obstacles, I was doing that today on my run, closing my eyes, really just trying to think about, am I relaxed from head to toe? Is my face relaxed? Are my shoulders relaxed? Are my arms moving freely? Are my hands relaxed? Are my legs relaxed? And you get into that moving meditation space where you can actually make it feel even easier. You can also control your breathing and by control your breathing, really make sure you keep your heart rate under control. These are all things that we think are out of our control when we're starting to do work, but we have much more control over them if we start to exercise and practice that muscle of being relaxed, being smooth, being efficient, try to maintain a consistent rhythm, but make it feel even easier. And that is one of the magic parts of doing tempo work. If you can become good at that, then that's going to translate to your ability to be relaxed at almost any pace, including the faster paces. This will also translate really well to race day. So once you get into this mode of doing tempo, practice and work on your ability to stay smooth, controlled, and relaxed. And that is an active meditative process while you're running. And that may sound weird or crazy, but I promise you it works if you really try to work on it. So that's developing a routine of relaxing your body head to toe. That's maybe using tools like closing your eyes on a straightaway. That's also using rhythm mantras, perhaps in the context of a workout where you're just repeating something meditative to yourself, a word, a phrase, maybe maybe thinking about an image that allows you to stay relaxed and keep it in control because then that will allow you to dial into that rhythm, get better at tempo so that hopefully over time those tempo runs do become naturally faster at the same effort because you're actually building fitness. That is a sweet spot. That's where the real magic happens. And so on your next tempo workout, whether you're doing a broken tempo, a true tempo, a mixed tempo, that's what I want you to be thinking about. Not looking at your watch, but instead really dialing into that rhythm and effort and trying to make it feel as smooth, relaxed, in control as possible. That's where the magic is. If you can do that, that's going to translate well to all distances, 5K on up to the marathon, and you will become better at executing on race day as well. So there you go. That's my podcast manifesto on the tempo run. Hopefully you learned something from this. Hopefully you got some ideas about what to incorporate into your own training, but do the work, practice it, get better at dialing into that tempo effort, that tempo rhythm. So with that, we'll wrap this episode. Thanks again to my partner, Inside Tracker. You can redeem 20% off at insidetracker.com forward slash running rogue. You can also check us out at roguerunning.com or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Rogue Running. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.